from Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. This indeed is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to be welcoming in Jordan Gen, the headmaster of the Chesterton Academy up in Yuba City, the beautiful uh, Chesterton Academy in Yuba City. And also he'll be joined by Susan Berkey, one of the founding members. Good day to both of you. Good day, Bob. Good day. Good to have you. Good to have you with us. And uh, uh, if this was television, we'd have little uh, little scroll underneath each of you, and with your name and your title. <laughs> uh, Susan, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're one of the founding members. Yes, um, I am. Let's see. I'm currently also the principal of Saint Isidore Elementary School. Oh, very good. And and. Um, I, you know, my husband and I have six children whom we sent down to Sacramento from Yuba City, which is about an hour commute each way. And, you know, over time, it just became more and more apparent that, you know, we needed something up here to be able to serve um, students in a high school way in this Yuba Center area. And, you know, the kind of the Calusa area, Orville, mm-hmm. um, maybe even Chico Gridley area, and because it's just, um, it's it's very difficult to have access to Catholic education in Sacramento. Not it, it really, um, you know, it's a, it's a strain on budgets, it's a strain on time, it's a strain on family life, and um, when we saw this opportunity. Um, to possibly bring a Chesterton Academy here. Uh, the numbers worked out, the size worked out, and anyway, we just thought it was a good option. And it's it's nine through 12, is that correct? Correct, so it's nine, uh, it, it's a high school, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, and it's a small school model, which is perfect for our you know, a little hub area here that's, you know, we've got a metropolitan area of about 100,000. Mm-hmm. So there's no way we could finance or ever be able to, you know, uh, host a high school with a thousand students and a big football team and all of the, with all the bells and whistles. You have but, to have a football team. You're talking to a sports I know, writer. right? <laughs> <laughs> so we can do everything but that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny you, you, when you listed the towns that you tracked from. You left out one of my favorites in that area, Live Oak. I, I love Live that. Oak, little, yes, I love that yes. little town. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, With Bill and Sutter County. Yeah, there's there, you know it's 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 so funny that Yuba City's in Sutter County, and, and you know it's and we got we get all mixed up in California with our labels. Yeah, well. Tell us, uh, you know, Sutter Sports down in Sacramento, right? That's right. That's right. And and uh, Mount Lassen is in Shasta County, and Mount Shasta is in Siskiyou County. <laughs> yep. There we go. Here we go. So this is Who really, founded this? You really got to anyway. know your stuff to be able to say you get California. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you talk about numbers and size and things like that. What do, What do you need? I mean, it sounds sounds like just an enormous undertaking. 
Right. Um, it really did until we, you know, really the ideal size for a Chesterton Academy is around 140 to 160 students. Uh -huh. So the idea is for it to be small and therefore you retain your community feel, the community, I mean, the families become a community and it really does mirror a true Christian community. Um, so that's, that's the flavor of a small school. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I, in April of 2021, happened to visit um, Chesterton Academy of the Holy Family in Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, and they, um, what they did is they were able to branch off and create this Chesterton Schools Network, and they were able to provide us with a template and a path forward to be able to make um, a school like this possible with the very minimal funds. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, so our school, go, go ahead, Jordan. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, our school is following in a, in a lot of ways a, a similar path to the, uh, the original Chesterton Academies uh, founded in Minneapolis. Right. They started as a homeschool cooperative uh, of just, you know, 10 or so uh, students back in 2008, I believe. And uh, it wasn't until later that some other parents from around the country expressed interest uh, and they decided to franchise the model. Um, so we ourselves started last year with 13 students and continue with 13 this year um, and uh, have been working with CSN uh, with their model to, uh, to develop. But basically we're, we're on the same path as a lot of other schools uh, during that time you know, we were one of maybe 60 schools that opened, or 60 total schools at the time last year. This year, they're looking at 80 or so. Um, we're, we're talking about 10 or 15 schools opening each year uh, under the Chesterton model. And they're opening at similar sizes all across the country with different struggles, but a lot of uh, similar situations, right? Families looking for genuine Catholic education uh, and they just can't find it, right? That um, that um, genuine formation. So, do you have your own physical plant at this point? We uh, we they share space with Saint Isidore School. Uh huh. So they actually are on our campus, and they have a separate wing. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's, they're housed on our campus at this time, at this point in time, which is also something that's a very familiar dynamic with Chesterton Academies is as they grow, they do tend to move and um, their, their, their location can become very fluid. <laughs> now, are all Chesterton Academies uh, high school, high school only? I believe so. There might be a couple that go dip into the junior high, mm -hmm. but um, I believe most of them are high school academies. That's correct. There's a, there's, you know, each Chesterton has its own arrangement uh, in their local community. It makes them unique, but it, in general, the model is for ninth through 12th grades, but uh, some schools, you know, partner differently with their middle schools right and and there's there's not a, a catholic high school between sacramento and yuba city 
that I'm aware of. No. And there's no there's no Catholic high school north of um, the county line. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what, what would be your biggest challenge? Uh, how long ago were we talking about that you actually had your first first class taught? would have been September of, of last September of 2022. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so the football team is still undefeated. It's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. We got a perfect record. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's a good idea. A good idea. I, I actually, I, I, it's not original either. I was in the grocery store the other day in my hometown of Davis and the guy was wearing a Gonzaga football shirt, the university and it said undefeated football, and it said undefeated since 1953, which is when they dropped football. There so, you go. <laughs> so there you uh, go. We, we Catholics tend to think alike, I guess. Um, so what, how, what would you say is your biggest challenge in getting open last September? Um, it was actually getting students that were and families that were courageous enough to take that leap of faith um, you know, with, with something that they really didn't know anything about. They didn't, you know, um, it just seems so unstructured to some of them, which is in a way why I think um, the homeschooling movement and homeschooled families tend to sometimes be a little more daring to mm-hmm. try and do outside the box because we don't have all the bells and whistles and it's kind of hard to get your eighth grade student to say, what? I'm going to go to this what kind of school? Right, right. And there's no football team and there's no AP classes. And, you know, so so that's been our, our biggest challenge is, you know, there's a lot of parents that are willing, but how do they get their children to be willing? Yeah, and until you've been there 10 years or so, you can't have a homecoming dance either. That's right. <laughs> we, just, we, we don't have a lot of the establishment, um, you know, the priors, the communities, the alumni that would, would uh, you know, say this is a familiar thing. I know this. I trust this. Right. Right. Yeah. But one one thing that one bonus and one benefit has been having, you know, we're one of three Chesterton academies in the diocese. Right. So we have been able to like um, we have planned together and we had a prom together. Um, we've had a homecoming type dance together. Oh, wonderful. We went to West Coast walk, walk for Life together. So we we do do we have retreats together. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken with? Forgive me, I don't know, but if you've spoken with the other headmasters or, or yes, leaders over yes, it, indeed, yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. You know, and it's it it's. I mean, actually, I think one of them has a a, a limited sports program, I believe. Uh, yeah, Sacramento is playing some games now um, in the within the. I forgive me. What, what do you call it? Like, like a small schools league. Small, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we and we have scheduled. You know, we'll we'll go down and, and play some scrimmages and whatnot with them. But of course, with our student body, it's just not much to field the team specifically. Right. But we can definitely play some uh, pick up basketball, and mm-hmm. we do a lot of that. You know here and and with the other teams others other chestertons oh that's great that's great that's you know it's it's uh i'm a little bit prejudiced but i have had years as a sports writer and was an athlete in high school and college and 
And I, I think there are uh, some good life lessons there, you know, in terms of teamwork and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, figuring out how to lose as well as how to win. And uh, um, I, I think sports maybe has gotten too blown up and too important in our society. But but at at the, the younger levels, I think there's still there's still some good things to it. Absolutely, and that's uh, something I value as well. I mean, it's those lessons. Um, you know, you don't, you don't really get them uh, outside of that context, or at least not in. Um, you know, that's that's the place, right? So, uh, I have emphasized we have a weight room that uh, our campus specifically. It's not a team sport, but at least it's a it's a place where you can sure. challenge self and uh, come to know your limits, come to know your yourself um, better in that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking, you know, for all of those opportunities where we can, you know, come to that wisdom that is comes through through sport, through sportsmanship, through um, that collective effort and and the effort of the body. Right? There's nothing, you know what winning and losing is all about, right? You don't really encounter that in uh, in an academic setting in the same way, certainly. Um, and uh, it's important. It's important for these young people. Yeah, I, exactly. I, remember, I remember in college having a, a tough loss and uh, had a coach who, who really emphasized sportsmanship, and, and uh, you know, we all really followed that directive. And I sort of tried to pass that along to my kids, you know, that uh, the, the – one of the things you know your opponent is trying to do the same thing you're doing respect respect them and and don't you know root against them don't cheat don't do any of those things but I remember my coach sitting me down after this tough loss and saying you know you put it out there you didn't have to be on the team you put it out there and 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 you got beat by a better opponent today and it was one of those sports where it's one-on-one you know, and, and he says, you got beat by a better opponent. He says, there are a whole bunch of, of your fellow students who on Saturday afternoon uh, didn't lose. They didn't win. They didn't lose because they aren't on the team. He says, you you, right. you lost. And 50% of the people that played today lost, you know. So <laughs> you're, you're one of the fortunate ones that had the opportunity to go out and lose, you know, and learn from it. Right. And it, it was it, – it, it has stuck with me my whole life, uh, how valuable that lesson was. Wow. Right. And that's kind of one of our, at least one of the pitches I make to students who are apprehensive because we don't have sports is if more of you would come, we would have sports. Sure you would. Yeah. And when I think about, when I think about you know, my, my sons went to the all boys high school down there and it's really tough to be on some of their teams. Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. Um, They're very elite. So, yeah. Right. So, you know, the idea is you want everybody to have an opportunity to be on a team because sports really are so important to the full formation of, you know, the human person. So when you're excluded in that way, it's not a win either. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and it's, it's one of the unfortunate things in, in high school sports, uh, at, at, whether it's a, a Catholic school or, or public school. Is that sure. that so many so you have you have a handful of great athletes and they tend to be the starting quarterback and the starting pitcher and the point guard on the basketball team and I know Absolutely. I've proposed to school boards you should limit kids to one team you can play one on one team 
you know, so that more kids mm-hmm. can participate. But until everybody agrees to do that, uh, they say, well, it's a, it's a competitive advantage to the guys that let their great athletes play all three sports or all six sports or whatever it is. And, exactly. you know, because I'm a firm believer that uh, extracurriculars are, are, they're part of the picture, whether it's drama club or being in the marching band or being in student government or being in the chess club or they tend to give people that, that feeling of belonging and togetherness. And everything you hear about gangs is they provide belonging to kids. Yes. Yes. So, and I, I think that's the fruit of what we're seeing with some of our students here are that they really are building a community um, amongst themselves mm-hmm. and they, you know, I just see them growing in their, respect and care for each other and the camaraderie and the friendships that are growing and the care that they have for each other. Um, that, you know, when they first came day one last year, you thought, Oh my, we have quite a motley crew. (laughs) (laughs) And then to see them rally and pull together and just do things that we didn't think would even be possible. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jordan? Yeah, certainly. And certain, uh, transformations that have happened um, are tremendously inspiring and uh, the friendships that have developed uh, now it started with the extracurriculars and we do have certainly have those uh, we have basketball and cross country and adoration clubs uh, you know faith is a big part of our life here um, but yeah I mean those things that we see with their development it's I mean this is only our second year here so it, it's a uh, it's all new to us in this context and uh, it's tremendously inspiring. If, if I were going to be a potential student there, the first question I have would be how close is the campus to Brock's ice cream parlor? <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing question. Definitely a walk. Yeah. Uh, so you do know you're Yuba City. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a, I'm very, I'm very fond of that area. Yeah. So I remember when, uh, they uh, used to grow a lot of peaches up there. They now they've built a lot of houses up there. But they, they used to be. I mean, yeah. they even had a country club. Probably still have a country club called Peach Tree, don't they? In in Marysville. Yes, yes, yeah. That's the county. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, you're, it's across the county line. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, so how can people learn more about time. Chesterton? Well, uh, first, I'd like to promote that we have our open house on. November 12th. That's oh, very on good. Sunday. It's a Sunday? From 12th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after Mass. And uh, we'll be presenting um, things that we're working on, but really kind of how for interested prospective students, prospective family. We view this as a family endeavor, right? We're bringing in new folks who want something different. Uh, those select students who really are academically curious, uh, see that there is a higher calling than just, um, you know, getting the best grade, getting the, you know, not that we don't value that uh, academic rigor, but they see that the life of truth, the life of the mind is of a higher order, right? We are ordered to truth, good, and the true, the good, and the beautiful, uh, and truly to Jesus Christ. So, have that inkling, who have that sense, parents who want to be part of that uh, loving community. Uh, what I've seen here is is just tremendous. I mean, it 
is only possible through the Holy Spirit. What has gone on here mm -hmm. uh, is my efforts, not through um, the curriculum itself, you know, not through a program of pedagogy. It, it is the life of the Spirit that we're leading here. So, um, you know, shout out, you know, gratitude to all of the families here who are participating in that and coming to know that with us together. Um, but, um, yeah, so the open house, November 12th. Uh, of course, you can visit our website, which is cami.org, C-A-M-H-E. Mm -hmm. So that's Esterton Academy, Most Holy Eucharist, cami.org, uh, and, or C-A-M-H-E.org. And then what else can we do to promote our... Um, you know, we are, well, that, that's also, you know, you go on our website and, you know, share our website. And then I know we do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just look up Chesterton Academy, Most Holy Eucharist, um, Instagram, Facebook, and give us a call if you'd like to visit, if you're interested. What's in your phone discussing number? With, uh, it's 530-789-5500. Uh, Great. Jordan, what were you doing before you became headmaster there? Oh, I was uh, working in uh, technology IT, actually. Uh -huh. So it was kind of a little change of pace here. Very good. But uh, and in uh, classical education, and I moved back to this parish uh, that's near, near my home parish uh, during COVID and had been praying about bringing classical education to this area for a long time. And when I saw that Susan and the board were founding the school, I applied. Uh, my interest was in just becoming a teacher, but uh, it's, it's the, the way these things go, the, the Lord urged to do. So are you, are you a native of that area? Uh, yes, indeed. Jordan's a native of Gridley. Oh, Gridley. Oh, another, another one of my favorite towns up in the, up the valley, yeah. as we call it, where all those beautiful walnut trees are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I just... So, and go ahead. And it's just um, having lived here since 1992 and, you know, having been at St. Isidore School since 1992, I know that it's very difficult to keep teachers and keep people here in this area mm -hmm. unless they actually live here. Or right. are from here. There's just right. something about mute and something about it. But we, uh, so that was just, it was just wonderful that, you know, Jordan was born and raised in Gridley. And it just seemed like um, the Holy Spirit was providing and prompting us and saying, yeah, this is as good as it gets. So let's go for it. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It was a beautiful um kind of um, offering that we realized was right here in our midst. Yeah, that's Sacred Heart in Gridley, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, another another really nice parish. Some of the parishes in the little towns, are just they, they really touch your heart, I guess. You know, it's, uh, there's, in, but 1992, in that neck of the woods, that'd be a newcomer, wouldn't it? Some, there's been just generations oh, of yeah. families there. Yeah. You know, my husband's been here since, um, 1972. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm the transplant. I'm the one that came up here screaming. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it's. Super an, love. 
it's amazing, you know, when you, you some you sometimes you go to these little cemeteries, uh, um, you know, behind a church or something in, in the in the hills in California, and you'll see families that have just been there for generations. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And still here. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful place that uh, God has given us for sure. And uh, the Chesterton Academy in Yuba City, a 530-789-0425, uh, open house on Sunday, November the 12th. Again, what time, what time uh, after, after Mass? Yes, uh, they're welcome after Mass, uh, but 12 to 2 are the principal time. Very this good. Is the principal time for our presentations. Very good. Well, Jordan and Susan, it's a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, I hope uh, we get the occasion to talk talk with you again real soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks Thank so, much. so much. Uh, God bless you, and God bless the Chesterton Academy. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212, and remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights, and we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town, uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento, who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio 
at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Hello, this is Jennifer Campbell, Director of Trinity Pines Catholic Center. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, Jennifer, for that introduction, and thanks for all the great work you do here in the Diocese of Sacramento. We're pleased to welcome in Deacon Kevin Stasco. Deacon, good to see you as always. Good to see you, Bob. How are things going? Things are going good. They're they're going. We're yeah. moving moving on into almost the Advent season. I <laughs> can't believe I'm saying that. Advent is soon. I know that I'm doing a an Advent retreat at St. Charles. Uh, this this coming weekend. Wow. So, uh, yeah, do, we're doing a family-based retreat, so asking families to come in and just talking about preparing for Advent. It's a couple, couple weeks, or the, the, it's the only time they can fit in the calendar. It's a couple weeks early before Advent, so that's good. Then people can prepare for it. Yeah, so that's, uh, what, Thanksgiving's early this year, so, yeah, well, so well. Advent, let's see. First Sunday at Advent is going to be uh, 26th of November, so I'm going to, Something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. So we only have, whatever, three weeks, three and a half weeks to Advent. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're just about to conclude 40 Days for Life here in the Diocese of Sacramento and around the world. Uh, yeah, no, we are. I think, you know, it's, um, we've, we've, um, the diocese um, has, um, ha- was, you know, was blessed with the 40 Days for Life ministry uh, from Winnette Sills. Um, who's been coordinating it for years, mm-hmm. and so we're just kind of we're kind of picking up the ball and running with it. Um, we also had a uh, an opening in our staff for the associate director of family and respect life, um, Moises, who was doing that job, right. decided to take another job. So we're trying to hire. So during Forty oh, okay. Days for Life, we're trying to hire somebody to coordinate Forty Days for Life, and we're kind of trying to do. Are the you, best are we you can putting out a little meantime. ad now for for yeah, people? So yeah, so it's it's up on the website uh, scd.org forward slash employment and we're hiring an associate director for family and respect life it's a full-time job and it's um, coordinating our respect life efforts Mm -hmm. and our family life efforts which is um, preparation for marriage marriage enrichment bereavement ministry theology of the body etc and on the respect life side um, we're blessed now to be in charge of the gabriel project 40 days for life the Rachel's ministry retreats. So you've actually taken so. over the Forty Days for Life. Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been coordinating it along with uh, Robert Montez from the uh, from the uh, Social Concerns Office. We've mm-hmm. been kind of tag teaming it right, right around. And, and again, I, I'm not sure. We certainly haven't done the job that uh, Wynette usually does, but uh, we kind of got it last minute. So we've been trying to just get the the materials out for people to pass out on the sidewalk, encouraging people to sign up. Um, because it's now a diocesan ministry, we sent out flyers to every diocese and every parish in the diocese, whether or not they had an active committee or not, to try to encourage them. Set out some encouragement to pastors to preach on, uh, you know, pro-life issues during Respect Life Month, but also right. to, you know to to talk and promote Forty Days for Life, um, trying to get more people out on the sidewalk. And Is we and we also promoted a, we also did a, a really good training. Um, Heather Suarez did Four people that are going to be on yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah, so, so it's sure. a training for uh, sidewalk counselors right, and right. prayer warriors. And and the idea is um, just kind of uh, doing a, a training for them. So we, we, we hosted a training with Heather Suarez for that. And it was a really good training. I mean, I think 
uh, one of the things that I learned from that training was that the sidewalk is not the place to promote your pro-life agenda. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to wear their pro-life generation shirts sure, and, sure. you know, help us end abortion and uh, et cetera. Right. But really our stance on the sidewalk needs to be, how can I help you? How can I help you? Yeah. How can I help See, you? Actually, how right. You're you? dealing you, with people in Yeah. In, in so need. it's really just, it's really just a ministry of helping the woman at this, uh, you know, really important time of decision in their life. Right. And so if we can be a pastoral presence of Christ, uh, on the sidewalk for them, that's going to be great. If sure. we're a in-your-face pro-life activist uh, trying to get them to change their mind on abortion I- in the moment, right? Um, we're not going to be effective. Yeah. And I think the same is true of, you know, I, I received tons of pamphlets and stuff that, that they, they used to hand out on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And some of those are very much like, you know, like, um, um, you know, apologetics tracks trying to convince you to change your mind. Well, in right. the moment, um, yes, we want them to change their mind and make it a make the right decision, right? That's right. a choice for life. Um, but a lot of times that's going to come from your pastoral presence, not from, you know, it, it's not necessarily there. It's not necessary. You know, they're not in deep, um, you know, uh, intellectual, intellectual thought. thought. No, exactly. You know, exactly. They've already, they're, 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 they're already showed panicking. up here. They're yeah. Pan- yeah. They've yeah. already, you know, and they've already in some ways made a decision. Right. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be an emotional and spiritual and moral decision not an intellectual uh, right. decision. So, looking at our pamphlets and materials is something that I, you know, I plan to do next to, to say, hey, can we standardize these materials so we make sure these materials are, uh, you know, are, are are something that someone can read. Also, not too long, right? We right. tend to give them like here's twelve pamphlets. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, what, what, you know, they're not going to read twelve pamphlets. I mean, people yeah. won't even read two texts. I mean, these are people. My, my daughter, I send her three texts. She only reads the bottom one, right? Yeah, right. I mean, she doesn't. Right. Sure. She doesn't oh. scroll oh, down I, and read yeah. the three no, texts. No, no, I, right? I've, I've I had, that experience, had that experience as a dad, right? where you said, "Didn't you see my text?" And they go, "No, I just read the most recent one." You know, they didn't. They didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. you. Yeah. But, but that idea that we also need to be aware of like how people communicate now. Right, how, right. how people communicate, and they, and we may want them to watch a forty-five minute video on, you know, how right. their fetus is a human being. Right, and we may want them to read a, you know, a fifty-page. Maybe want them to read Humanae Vitae because it sure. changed our life. Right, I mean, those are amazing documents, but that's not that's not the tool of the sidewalk. No, right, and you know, so yeah. but I but I thought she made a really good point, and I never really thought of the ministry quite that way. Right, and then, then also there's two roles. There's the prayer warriors, the people that come to pray, and then the people that feel comfortable being the sidewalk counselors, right? Talking to the women and whatever, and 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 and, and there are a lot of people that you, you will admit it's not their cup of tea. It's a, it's a it's a it takes a certain kind of person, and it's it's challenging. Yeah. And yet, you know, many of these people that you're encountering have an appointment at a certain time, even, yeah. and and the one thing that maybe a lot of them didn't get in making this decision was help was a friendly face or somebody to to just say hey can yeah, we help I, you you're right and everyone in their life might have said well the natural thing to do is to go, have the abortion go do this right? yeah and 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 but if you have another voice that said well you know hey I, you know if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it and right. I'll, you know and, and we'll I'll help, help you, you. Yeah. What, what do you need right? what do you I mean, need yeah what do you need right yeah. i mean again and 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 that's and, and that's the uh that's the piece is that it's that human uh, the human part of helping people in need and yeah. helping people and being a a loving, trusting, 
presence right. at that time. Kind and, not and a, full yeah, of not, you know, again, we, we want to, we, we don't want to shame anybody. We right. don't want to, you know what I mean? Again, and I think a lot of times uh, we may be shaming them and not realizing, right? So how do we do it in a... Yeah, and you know, I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of the, the approach the Sacramento Life Center has, you know, is, is it, we're, our door's open and we're here to help you. And uh, we'll refer you to places, we'll get you insurance, we're, we're not going to twist your arm, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to preach at you, we're, we're just going to present a choice, a real choice. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, I mean, I, I do think... That that you know it, it you know it it makes it it makes sense that you can you know if I can save the baby but I don't completely change this person into Mother Teresa or something right, right? <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do you know I'm not trying to completely convert them in that right. interaction I'm just trying to get them to agree to say you know to, to agree to keep their baby right. or uh, put their baby up for adoption or exactly you know what I mean or not go to the appointment and take some. Take some more time. time to, to yeah, if you or if, go to the 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 you know go to the go to the pregnancy center, and 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 get an ultrasound and talk to somebody who, you know, can might be able to help. Like again, talking to somebody who can offer services that they might need that might make having a baby not so scary. Yeah, right? I mean, if you can just get them to cancel the appointment, it's step one. Yeah. Uh, and, know, I, and I think, I think that you know that 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 makes sense, and I think that's what we're. That's what we're uh, that's what we're called to do, right? And 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 I think um, we can really make a big impact. And I think our, our goal for the for the um, for the ministry moving forward is to really embrace. You know, Wynette was talking about it all the time. It's not just forty days for life. It's three hundred sixty five days sure for life. Sure, sure. We want to pray three hundred sixty five days. Um, I'd like to engage several parishes. Maybe get each get one or one parish or a group of parishes to take on a month every year. Mm-hmm. So rather than I'm doing two 40 days for life campaign, no, right. you know, St. I'm saying St. Joseph's because there's right. 13 of them, yeah, right. 20 <laughs> of them. How many, we have a lot of St. Joseph's in our diocese, you know, Hey, St. Joseph's, could you take, you know, March, right. right? You know what I mean? Hey, Hey, St. Joseph's in the North. Can you take, right. You know, April. Right. And then, and then the idea is that, Yep. That, you know, again, if people want to go year round, like, you know, I always do nine to 10 on Thursdays and I go every week, that's fine. But then they're trying to fill it, fill every other hour right. that that abortion clinic is open with, you know, prayer warriors and sidewalk counselors from that parish. And right. But they only have to focus on that one month. Exactly. And then they can say, OK, that's our month. Right. But we're all part of a coalition throughout the diocese that's making sure all 12 months of the year yeah. are covered. And that and that's the advantage of it being a diocesan ministry mm-hmm. is we can try to get, you know, we need to get 12 priests on board and 12 committees sure. on board. And then if other people want to join them, then it's, you know, again, if we have four, four, you know, four parishes doing that one month, that's great. But that idea of expanding it and, and bringing a little bit, um, bringing some, some diocesan organization to that. And, and as I said, also standardizing maybe the mm-hmm. materials that mm-hmm. go, that go out. It so makes that, really so that, good sense. So that the bishop and you know, the bishop and his team here can like review the materials and say, hey, we think, and talk to the California Catholic Conference because they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're they're trying to make sure that we're doing effective ministry and say, hey, what would be the best, what would right. be the best thing to hand out? What's the language we should we should be using? Let's all use the same language, right? right? And then a training that helps everybody understand what that language is because I think some people too. You know, end up just going and praying on the sidewalk and sure. making up their own thing, right? Because right. no one ever trained them or nobody ever talked to them about here's what the approach needs right. to be. But ever since the bishop, the U.S. bishops, um, um, like uh, you know, 
um, kind of rallied around this idea of helping moms in need. I think the 40 days for life takes on a different, you know, it takes, sure. on, you know, it takes on a, 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 it becomes part of that initiative. And then, and yeah, then the center though, you becomes, know, the, the old walking with them. Yeah. Walking with them. Okay? Yeah. We want to help you make the decision. And ultimately, I mean, when we get right down to it, we'd like to be able to stop them. But in California, they have a right. <laughs> they sure. have a, like, whatever. It's part of our constitution. Sure right? They have a right to an abortion now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's that, instilled in the constitution. Instilled yep. in the constitution. So, we, we're trying to, we're not trying to, we can't stop them. They have a right to it in our in our society, so we're trying to get to, we're trying to change their heart right. in that moment or change you know or, yeah. or get there's them nothing to in the constitution that says they have to have an abortion. It's just saying they, they have, have the right, right to they it. Have the right to it. Yeah, right. and, and so we and so have, we can't say we can't we can't stop them. Right. Right. We can only you know be there to, to help them and try to you know try to change their minds. That's yeah. our that's our job. That's our call as. As, as Christians, to help them to choose life. So is this going? Is this becoming a model in the United States or in California where a, a diocese no, sort I, I of— No, I don't know. I think there are some—it's di- it, like, you know, it, it's it's different dioceses have different you know, ways mm-hmm. of doing it, right? And we still need to talk it through with the 40 Days for Life organization to figure out how that works, and there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a fee we pay to the national to, like, use the website and all that kind of stuff, and we'd obviously want to be connected— to the national movement right. as well. And then I, I keep thinking, like, well, if we're doing 365 Days for Life, what does 40 Days for Life mean? But then 40 Days for Life is such a brand. Such a brand right? now, yeah. So now you, you can't really get away from that, but then it's, like it's a little bit confusing. About it's why like is it Motel 6 is no life. longer $6. Yeah, I know. But it's still Motel 6. Yeah, so that's the uh, the issue is how do we how do we, uh, how do do we we negotiate that? But yeah, that's yeah. that's the job for, you know, you could come on and figure this out for me. If yes. You take the job, right? <laughs> No, I'm, I, I am looking um, with that position. We're trying to find an associate director of family and respect life. And like I said, it's a full time position. We are looking for someone who's bilingual because we're trying to mm-hmm. we're trying to like we have like a lot of times we have separate eff- separate efforts going on in English and Spanish in these different areas, sometimes in the same parish. And we sure. kind of want to try to. We try to. We want to try to find someone who can kind of be a bridge between both, all that. Yeah. Bridge between respect life, family life, and marriage. Bridge between the Hispanic community and the English community. Right. So if that's something. If you want to be a gente puente, a bridge person, you can. Um, this would be a great job for you. I think it's a great opportunity. But it's um, it's on our uh, diocesan website. If anybody is interested in that job, um, and we're really looking to fill it. The longer it stays open, the more. Uh, Not Deacon, necessarily Deacon, Deacon. a per- person who has who has experience in that area, but helpful. Um, yeah, no, it would be helpful if you, the the person had had been involved in mm-hmm. you know at least parish ministry in right. those different areas, right? In in respect life ministry, um, you know, forty days for life or um, forty days for life or uh, Gabriel Project or because um, it's. Underneath this person would be 40 Days for Life, Gabriel Project, right. Rachel's Ministry, right. Marriage Preparation, Bereavement, um, right. you know, uh, uh, Marriage Enrichment, uh, Theology of the Body, and right. uh, Remote uh, Marriage Prep, things like that. So it's a lot of different uh, areas. But, you know, again, also if somebody's interested in the job, they can give me a call, Deacon Kevin Stasco at 916-733-0152. I'd love to speak with you about the job and um, we, you know, we can talk about, um, about 
you know, kind of the vision for family and respect life ministry that the bishop has. Um, you might also want to take a look at our website and, and the respect life. The bishop has a four part, a four part plan or four part right, plan right. for respect life ministry, talking about how respect life ministry in particular, we have to combine our efforts to pray with our efforts to do action, with our efforts to do advocacy, with our efforts to do education. So it's like all, it's like formation, right? advocacy, um, you know, pastoral care and, you know, and prayer. So it's like ha- making sure that we have all of those elements uh, in our respect life ministry. And so we'd want to look at all of these family and respect life ministries through a, a similar lens of being kind of a comprehensive ministry. It's like we right. don't just pray, we right. also do something about it, right? We don't just learn about it, we also advocate right. for those who are struggling. So, Are we able with 40, the newly constituted 40 Days for Life, I, I know they they tried to put an emphasis, I don't know how successful they were, on, on ecumenism and, and uh, interfaith. Uh, um, in terms of, I mean, we're not the only Christian denomination, certainly, that is pro-life, but it seems like when it came to sidewalk counseling and that sort of thing, it was almost exclusively Catholics out there. Yeah, well, I mean, we still see um, several evangelical groups, mm-hmm. and you know, and, 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 and they, they have different approaches, right? right? So we've always been in the mindset, I think, in the Catholic Church, at least, you know, in recent years, of you know really trying to be there for the moms and not right. getting into arguments or fights and not right. showing graphic images and not yelling at anyone and you know whatever and and not getting and not, into not the, p- the political element of e- not getting either. into the political right. element right right um, but we've you know we've seen that you know um, I know Bishop has even shared experiences where he's gone to pray you know silently and there's been some people that have been very aggressive on the sidewalk and so yeah. that that. We're trying, you know, we've tried to be, I know that um, Wynette before me and we've tried to be in dialogue when we hear about that, to be in dialogue with those other mm-hmm. groups to say, hey, you know, let, let's not bring that to the sidewalk, right? right? We can have that argument later, right? right. Or whatever, right. Know, again, and, and, and that, that we want to have this approach of, hey, we're here to help you. You're pregnant, you're in, a, you're in a difficult situation, you're making a difficult choice right now, you're stressed out, you're shamed, you're, you're feeling overwhelmed, let us help you. Yeah. How can we help you? We, we, we just we really literally just want to help yeah people. I firmly believe that that's that is the right approach yeah. that, that is the right, the best approach and I think yeah. it's important too that we're not we're not shaming you to have a nope. child that you don't want to have right? right we're just saying give this child a chance to live give right. it up for adoption right you know consider keeping it yourself find it let's find a home for let's find a home and a life for this life that you've created because it's a miracle right we're, we, we believe that it no is. matter how that child was created it's a miracle it's a blessing and it's you know you, you, you hear that thing. yeah that that I, I know the times i've just one-on-one talked to people that were in this situation and saying you know if you choose life you'll never regret it and i've, I've asked marie leatherby the executive director of the sacramento life center this uh, on numerous occasions i said so you hear this that it's, it's a child I, I just can't I can't handle. It's too much. I've already got kids. I'm, I'm surprised that 60% of the people who have abortions already have kids, mm-hmm. you know, because once you have a kid, it seems like yeah, you really, no, that's, but that's, right. that's the number. And I said, do, do you ever have anybody come back with a baby and say, here, <laughs> you were wrong. This kid has ruined my life. And she says, never, never yeah. happens. Yeah. Never happens once that baby's born. Yeah. It's It's sort of, 
It's universal. You you push a baby in a stroller down the street, you're not going to get one glare, one <laughs> pointing finger saying shame on you. Uh, everybody's going to come up and coo and try to make the baby smile and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's amazing. But yeah. prior when it's out of sight, I guess, it's it takes on a different characteristic in people's mind. It, it, it's I can't think of very many things in the human experience which if, if you get the word you're pregnant, for one person it's extreme joy, for another person it's like, oh, it's a tragedy, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, the same news. Yeah, well, it's how do we change the, you know, how do we change the um, the circumstances in our country mm-hmm. And how do we change the mindset and how do we change the heart so that the, you know, the announcement of a pregnancy is always, it's always a joyful thing. Yeah. How would we do that? Right. I think it's, we need, we need to find a way to do that. And we, and part of that is shaking off the shame and guilt. That's a, that's a, it's a past, right. It's a very big part because, uh, I remember, talking to somebody one time, a parent saying, well, our, our kids will never, they'll never do that because they're, they're, we're raising them right and all this. And I go, you know, you don't want to so shame them that they would think if it ever happened to them that they couldn't come to you and that you would love them and help them. I mean, a lot of people, I can't tell my parents. I would, they'd be, not because they'd be so ugly, but be, they'd be so disappointed. Mm-hmm. I can't tell them. So, you know, we don't want our, our, our attitude to be so rigid. I mean, we're rigid for life, but we don't want it to be so rigid that somebody feels too shamed. They just want to be rid of this pregnancy that hopefully nobody knows about, you know. And uh, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a, a line a lot of parents need to walk and, and let their kids. And I've told my kids that from the time they were little. If you're ever in this situation will be the best friend you have on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you ever be afraid yeah. to come to us. <laughs> we hope you aren't, you know, that you won't find yourself in that situation. But if you do, we're here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we're, I, I mean, I think we're also, I mean, th- th- there's a, I think there's a, um, there's a piece there too that, um, you know, certainly there's many women in our society that are happy to just have, have children out of wedlock and it's fine. Right? Yeah. It's becoming more and more very, accepted. Very, very common. It's more and more accepted. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's, there's an opening there mm-hmm. to, 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 you know, f- with the younger generation being open, you know, to life to say, right. you know, I'm, I, you know, I want to have this baby, I'm, you know, whatever. But I, if we could just get that instill that, um, you know, that no, you know, again, that, that, that children aren't created by mistake. No. Right? I mean, God, God creates people out of love to yep. love for a reason, for a purpose, in the image and likeness of God. Right. Like, can we teach that? We can't teach it enough, right? I try to say something like that line in every homily I give. Yeah. Right? Yep. I always try, try to talk about the Eucharist, and I always try to talk about like you know, hey, He did not create you by mistake. Right. You know, He loves you. At your at your core is the loving communion of God, the, the image and likeness of God, which is a loving community right. inside of you. And that was created for a reason. So if yeah. we really believed that, right, and we could teach our children that yeah. at a young age, you know, it, it, the, the, the question, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a question of, do I allow this no, child it wouldn't, you to know. live, right? It might be, 
I, I'm too young to have a child right now. Right. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with mental illness and I'm not, I'm right. not, I'm, I can't have a child. I'm struggling right. with drug addiction. I can't have a child, but right. I'm going to have the child and give it up to adoption. Or right. I'm going to, I'm going to find somebody to raise well, you, this child. Yeah. I mean, when you, there's, there's an age and we've both been through this. There's, there's an age where you wouldn't even mention abortion to a child because they wouldn't understand Well, somebody's going to abort their baby. You know, they, they wouldn't even understand what that was. So you, you, everybody universally starts out pro-life. I mean, because we all think kids and babies and uh, I mean, are, are, are wonderful, you know? And, and then at some point we cross that, we get, a line and we go, Oh no, I, well, you, maybe having a baby is not a good thing. And you go, where did that come from? It's, and I mean, I, I find that even that image and likeness of God thing, every time I have a birthday, somebody, somebody will say, well, how's it feel to be 900 years old or whatever, how old you are? And I say, I was born on the exact day God wanted me to be born and I'm not going to second guess God. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to be 18 again, but, but, uh, not really, but, but I'm not going to second guess God. That's the day he picked for me. It must be the day I'm supposed to be. And so today this is how I'm, how old I'm supposed to be. That was God's plan. So don't second guess God. And I think that's the hardest part, right? I mean, I think that's the hardest part for people in our culture right now is to how do we accept God's plan for us? Yep. yep. We always think, and again, I, th- I think there's a certain about it. I, I do think God collaborates with us. I don't think he's the awesome dictator, right? He gave us right. free will for some strange reason. For some, some strange reason. I would have never given us free will. <laughs> yeah, it's it's way too world, complicated, uh, right? Looking at the world today, but, yeah. But, but, uh, but uh, it makes it way too complicated, right, and hard to figure out. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's that idea that, you know, that, that that's the countercultural piece really is that, I need to follow God's plan for me. And so I need to figure out what that is. And that may not be my plan. And I try to tell people all the time, like, I mean, you can follow your own plan. You're going to have, you'll, you'll have a certain amount of joy and fulfillment in your life, but you're not going to live life to the full as Jesus promised, right? You're not going to be fully satisfied unless you're following God's plan. So it's figuring out what is God's plan in your life. And that sometimes that has nothing to do with what you want or what yeah. feels good. Nothing right? to do with it. it yeah. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what you want or what how you feel good. It's God is calling you to something greater, calling you to be to to make a sacrifice at this point in your life for the greater good, right? And and it's like it's hard for us to to really understand that. And I think too that that that's what I sometimes making the right decision doesn't feel good, right? Leaving yeah. a yeah. leaving a leaving a um uh, you know Leaving a, a codependent, uh, you know, abusive relationship does not feel good right. because you stayed in it because you love the person right. or you cared right. for the person, whatever. But sometimes you have to make a, a, the choice. I'm going to step away from this. It's not necessarily good, but it's the right, right. decision. Right. 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 And I think in our culture, and I, 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 th- I really think I was a victim of this. It wasn't until I was in college and, and was in a really, you know, destructive relationship that I realized, wow doing the right thing is not going to feel good and it's mm-hmm. not going to feel good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was the right thing in, in retrospect. Wow. That was the best decision I ever made in my life. Sure. Right? But it was not, you know what I mean? But it's, and I, and I believe it was God, what God, God was calling to me in that moment, but it was not 
it didn't necessarily feel good. We think right. like, when you make the right decision, you get it's rewarded. Gonna, yeah, you're going to get... You feel good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. That was the right decision. No, no, no. This is the right decision. I need to change the way I'm living. It's not going to be easy. I need to turn away from this addiction. I need right. to, you know, whatever. But I, I need to. But again, it's that idea of like, do I have the humility and, and can I accept the grace from God to really, you know, follow his plan in my life um, to do what Jesus is calling me to do not what I think. And then how do I determine what is my plan and what is God's plan? Yeah. And that is the, that is the skill we failed to teach our young people I yep. think, in some ways, right? Yep. They don't know how to figure that out. Now, even older people don't, we, we just don't know how to discern well, right? Well, it's What's one God's of my, my, not my only prayer and not my greatest prayer, but one of my greatest prayers is please guide me. Please help me discern. Please help me do what you want me to do. Just, just today. Just let me do today. Let me say something today. Let me be something today that you want me to be. Deacon, always good to see you. Yeah, uh, good thank, to see you. Thanks, thanks for so the time, much. Bob. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us for today. God bless everyone. We'll talk again soon. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of America Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Zero, zero. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates.